Hello everybody, this is the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. That must make me Vern Value. It certainly does. Uh, we are 25-year Wall Street professionals, analysts in the business over that time. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, we get together on I Fridays. I have been doing it that long. Okay, you've been, I know, 20 years. But uh, We get together Fridays, we read Value Line, importantly. I look old enough as it is. We drink. And, uh, and we talk about stocks, and now you're in on it with these podcasts. The reason we wear secret identities and masks and all is because our bosses would never allow us to go on these shows and give our candid views. In fact, they would instantly fire us if they knew. And so we disguise our voices and uh, bring you uh, these candid thoughts every week. The wonder of electronics. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, we're a little sleepy this week. Uh, I don't know. It's at all time of day or night. I don't even know what day it is right now. We're doing the show at kind of a weird time this week, and it's for secret reasons, but whatever. We want to bring you the show. This week we're doing the uh, April 13th, 2007 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. Uh, I'm going to be on at the back half of the show talking about some, I think actually there's some terrific values this week. Uh, Plantronics, uh, page 1039. Dell, which actually is a bit controversial as a value guy, uh, 1102. Advanced Micro and Intel I want to talk about as a pair. And then finally, something we have talked about here in the past, uh, Pitney Bowes. Uh, and just a little housekeeping, uh, we do have an XML at thevalueguys.com slash thevalueguys.xml. All of our shows now are indexed by ticker. And so you can look through there. There's a lot of good ideas from past shows. we got about a year and a half of shows up uh, now, and you can look through there and uh, hear about stocks you like. They, there's still a lot of good values out there, and uh, some of our past comments may have some, some value to you. But with that, uh, let me introduce. This with, is, did, yeah. did you go through that for entertainment purposes Oh, I don't know only? if I did or not. I, mean, I don't feel very important. entertaining. This is absolutely for entertainment See, purposes only. While you do the introduction. It is. I don't feel very entertaining this week, mm -hmm. but it is in fact for entertainment purposes only. We have friends and colleagues and importantly attorneys that tell us to say that. Uh, and that's even if it's not entertaining. I want to repeat, even if this is not entertaining <laughs> right. whatsoever <laughs> and it's even not it's apt a to be. Complete failure. We are trying to, <laughs> our best to be that as frickin' entertaining as we can be, okay? <laughs> now, not having said that, we are professionals. We're going to give you tonight uh, or this morning, whatever, the same professional advice we give to our institutional clients every week, except uh, here we've been drinking, and I want to disclose, uh, disclose that because it may be important. Uh, and we're also only using value our, line our here. Our overall ignorance of what yeah. we might be talking about we at know any given nothing time about what we're talking about. Just bear that in mind. Important. Although and we're relevant. professionals, and maybe that's a question in <laughs> itself, how can we be, right? But anyway, anyway, with all that, let me introduce my colleague, I'm going to leave off with uh, value. I'm return to a uh, name we've recommended in the past and a stock that's generally been doing well for the last couple of years on a relative basis, um, recently around $41, Hewlett-Packard. I'm just going to keep drinking while you're talking. Surrounded by that controversy, okay? of course, recently. but uh, A lot of controversy on that one. Um, I have owned point, some of their products. At this point, you know, you're looking at a chart that shows, you know, very strong recovery here. Um, and financial history that would suggest that it's, um, you know, it's cyclical. In a way, it's a... Uh, Sort of a uh, tech, you know a cyclical technology. Well, this is the most storied technology company in Silicon Valley. The fact that they chose to put their 
company there created Silicon Valley. Yeah, right. But they swallowed, of course, Compaq. DEC is in there because Compaq bought it. Uh, Hewlett Packard itself, of course, the HP 12 famous calculator. Yeah, and I'm going to come back to yeah. know, just a second. Be, uh, recently, around 17 times earnings, a 10% discount to the market, okay? And I'm looking always on a company that makes hardware. You know, where are we relative to sales? And the recent stock price is only about one times what ValueLine is forecasting for 08. Aren't so, they a service company now? Really? Um, but if they're if they're highly, but if they're going to turn out to be a closet cyclical industrial, then um, you know you may be paying what looks like a reasonable multiple for peak performance. I don't know. It, they don't. It, they have uh, over five billion in debt, but they have over ten billion in cash. So okay. if you, you net all that, net that out, it's only about eleven times EBITDA. So doesn't look hideously expensive. And I'm buying return on capital in the mid-teens. So maybe it's uh, it's the best they've done in years. Maybe it's as good as it's going to get. Maybe I should be taking profits That's here. That's what I think. Um, frankly, I think you've got. I, you know, I don't. I'm just going to weigh in. Cash flow in 07, 10 times 08. I think you saw a lot of synergy from the compact deal that's come out, and that's what you're seeing. Some cost reduction. Well, they uh, they have a plan that they have apparently just launched recently, designed to take two billion of cost out. Their um, their tax rates about 20 percent. Has been twenty to twenty-five percent for years. They so have it a doesn't plant look like, somewhere, like in Ireland. Doesn't look like the marginal tax rate. Why is there a rate so low? Is uh, Irish know, factory? It, no, I, I can't say probably exactly. It. But um, if uh, if I'm only going to pay a twenty-five percent incremental tax rate on the two billion, I'm going to walk away with over fifty cents a share in incremental earnings. Value Line expects earnings <clears throat> to go to two forty this year with no real help from this. So. Basically, $3 in earnings power right now. Value Line doesn't have them earning $3.08 even. Um, I think maybe the valuation is a little uh, uh, overstated here. Maybe it's cheaper than it looks. And uh, the execution's been pretty sharp. You know, the business, uh, the, the imaging and printing business, 30% of revenue, half of income. Fabulous. Well, you know, the I have friends that have done a little work on this, and what I'm told, and this is yeah. in the press, is that more than you think in terms of a percentage of their operating income comes from just selling ink. And if you're listening to this show and you have a printer, I mean, ink's expensive. And uh, a few years ago, the threat was Dell was going to come after them with some printers and cut the price of ink and all that. I think they've ended up defending that pretty well. To They're their very credit. good at. I think the they make a of great imaging. printer, obviously. Right. Yeah, but the, the, print, the print, best. Yeah, but you're right. The printer's secondary. It's the, it's the printer cartridge, blade, razor blade, absolutely device. Actually, so I, you know, I wrote down here true hold, which is sort of what I think this true is. True hold. Well, yeah, if I, I own know. this, I'm probably going to hang on here because I want to see if I can get some surprise. Earnings power show up in the next quarter. But would you two? buy it today? If That's the question I have. No, I don't right. think I'd buy it today. Well, then it's a buy. It's not a buy. But it's, it's not a hold. Trading costs penny well, a, a share. E trade penny a, a share. Penny a, a share. Penny a share. Next thing I'm going to talk about is Rogers. R O G. I don't. I don't know these guys. They make printed circuit materials, polymer materials, and components. High performance foam. And in the value lines right up here, a lot. I don't of want to ask too foam, many questions so that about must that. Be a big deal. No, I don't think it's what you're hinting at. And electroluminescent lamps. Hmm. A lot of interesting developments in miniature lighting going on, right? So maybe these guys are a Well, we there. have talked about Cree here. And Factories, for miniature lighting Arizona, fans, I'd Illinois, look at that. Belgium, China, and Korea. They own 50% of something that sounds like it's in China. 
uh, 50% of what something else. What makes it sound like it's in China, Vern? The name of it. <laughs> Which is what? <laughs> Rogers Chen Chung. <laughs> okay, I'll hand you that. It okay, does sound like you. it's probably right. I, I, it's a, I'm Just I'm, curious. I'm no, a go ahead. Leap, I think. Listen, I don't want to interfere with your presentation. It's a long way to the alley, but they're close together. I think oh, this I'm, is terrific material. Okay Absolutely. Um, and and the other thing I noticed as I was trying to decide whether this made you know look like it might be interesting is that Lord Abbott owns thirteen percent and Capri owns eight. So I've got some pretty smart, smart people that own twenty percent of this business, a risk and an asset maybe. Um, forty five dollars recently, down forty percent from an all time high of seventy five last year. Down 25% this year. What does Hammerstein to, think about all of that? According to Value Line, who? Hammerstein? Who's Hammerstein? Rogers and Hammerstein? <laughs> Come on. Uh, the near term, likely a challenge because of oversupply <clears throat> in the cell phone infrastructure market that then they go on to say should be worked down the next quarter or two. Yeah, if it's an inventory problem, that's what happens in the real world. They work them off and then they, they you don't have an inventory problem anymore. Uh, yeah. They're pioneering new applications in aircraft and railroads. Well, those are those two are areas that are areas. seeing uh, yeah. uh, you know, heavy investment now and looks good for a while. You and know, Buffett got, just took some famous, you know, just and, a noteworthy they, position in they, Burlington. Their order. printed circuit materials business apparently has been struggling, and Value Line thinks it's going to grow double-digit rates sequentially for several quarters. Well, that won't be badly received, will it? So they had a recent disappointment, I guess. So the stock's off a lot. Okay. Um, operating margin this year around 13%. Interestingly, that's where operating margin bottomed 0102 in the worst electronics environment hmm. in a decade. So kind of looks like trough performance. Value line looking for a rebound in 08 to 17%, 19% ultimately. So earnings per share rebounds from a decline. They go from 3 to 2.5 back to 3.5. Cash flow per share goes to $5. So depending on whether you're valuing it on the trough or the recovery year, if we look at the recovery year, 08, I've got nine times gross cash flow. And on an enterprise value, because there's no, no debt, debt. I like that very much. I've only got eight and a half times enterprise value to $750 million market cap to $90 million of EBITDA. I think this looks pretty interesting, uh, even though I don't know a lot about yeah, I saw that, the science actually. of their products. And my other idea is uh, this week is MKS Instruments, another uh, company I'm not really familiar with. Over-the-counter the MKSI. They are, a, according to Value Line, leading global developer. Um, let's see, revenue, half a billion to 800 million. Okay, global developer, manufacturer, and supplier of instruments and components used to measure, control, and analyze gases used in semiconductor manufacturing. Huh. I, I, I have a little bit of uh, exposure to this and um, uh, believe that gases as a surface treatment are generally gaining share. Um, you know, very interesting things done curing materials with gases. A friend of mine has a, has a, a measurement business, and it's doing well. They right? also produce instruments for manufacturers of fiber optics, flat panel displays. There's a lot of growth there. And they also mentioned solar cells. There's also some interesting growth there and some improvement economics going on. Um, officers and directors own 15% of this business. Maybe a legacy of being a family business. Founded in 61, went public in 99, right before the bubble burst. Uh, $26 recently, 14 times P.E., but I've got $290 million of cash on the balance sheet, which looks like it's been pretty stable. Uh, Long-term debt is basically zero and has been for a long time. 
So it doesn't look like they're burning up cash. The way I figure it, there's at least $3 of share of free cash here. Takes my multiple down to 13. So instead of being a 25% discount to market, I'm probably closer to a third discount to market. I'm nine times gross cash flow. I like this one. Um, and I think their return, what Value Line's looking for for return on capital, basically peaking right now around 11%, doesn't seem to make sense because um, capital spending per share, 25 cents a share is what they're forecasting. Uh, you know, the highest in the last five years was 34 cents a share. Depreciation running around 40 million on 57 million shares is, I mean, well over 50 cents a share. So I don't, I'm not growing my asset base. So shareholders' equity is growing, but I have operating margins in the 20s. So the incremental sales dollar should be generating a lot of incremental return. So I think their uh, model's off on return on capital here. I think they're at 11 now and headed for 15. Um, I like the growth profile. This company has been hugely, the results have been hugely volatile historically. Boom and bust. I'm going to bet with, you know, two and sometimes one year swings and cycles in semiconductor investment. Well, it could just CapEx. be back then the percent of revenues that were represented well, can, by a key product I mean, were the, much higher oh, than Oh, the now. sales per share number here. Look, 99 yeah. to 2,000 almost doubles. Halved yeah. the next year. Flat for individual two. products that goes up uh, by are in demand and out 70%. Right. So it's running high now. What are the so total sales here? 800 million. Uh, 800 million. This is very interesting. So you have some Got risk Got a couple here. years of growth in the economy yet ahead. Yeah, of. and does it or doesn't it? But I, yeah, I like the, uh, I like my argument that uh, the valuation is even cheaper than cheap, and that the earnings should be stronger than advertised. So What's the MK, on that? MKSI. I had ROG and HPQ, and that's uh, that's Vern Values' contribution to uh, the technology hardware and machinery uh, issue that um, well that was amazing Vern. Was this year this week's value line. I just want to give a toast to you wow, and your you. talented stock selection I, skills this I, week I, I'm, I'm truly humbled from well, to hear that from really the name I try to of pick value a, investing value I try to I try to pick Say a point in the show when values. I know values. I try to pick a point in the show when I know not that many people will actually be listening and then I really try to try to talk about your your greatness. Anyway, okay. Um, Val Hughes this week. Humbled. And I'm just going to try to go through a couple things quickly, frankly, because it's easier for me. Okay. And, uh, you know, I own some of these this week. So I, 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 did, I actually did some work uh, and tried to find better ideas than I've talked about in the past. But I just can't do it, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to go right through... These are the best ideas on the planet this week in this week's value line. You've got to do some of your own work on all of these ideas, of course. And that hopefully that's entertaining when we say that because <laughs> we have no actual recommendations here no, at all. No, that's, a, that's old Uncle Herschel that just came yeah. into the room. Sorry. So when we recommend things, darn it, it's meant to be damn entertaining, okay? It's not an actual recommendation. Okay, just want to make that caveat. So I'm going to table pound Plantronics right now. I think you got to go out and buy Plantronics, and I don't mean that at all. It's just meant to be funny. But uh, it's on page 1039 in Value Line. It wasn't very funny the last time. <laughs> I said. know. It wasn't funny uh, last summer when it went from 37 to 17. But now it's recovering. Plantronics, if you don't know, these are the guys. Where is it now? 
It's it's recovering. Everyone's getting on board now. Jeffrey's 24. 24. Okay. Plantronics is two businesses, okay? They have this very steady industrial headset business that America uses in the factories to talk to people, call centers use, things like that. And there's this replacement cycle. They wear out. You get some new ones. You take the buying agent out to lunch. You take the you know, the selling agent out to golf, whatever, you do a deal, and it's run like this for years. And the analysts that cover the industry, they just do the same thing, and they know there's never any surprises because, uh, you know, you need 15% of the last year's headsets break, and you need new ones. It's real predictable, and there's models, etc. And the margins are never, there's not a lot of competition because all the people involved know that then their golf memberships and stuff would be in danger. So, it's all very cushy. The analysts got used to clockwork numbers, and Plantronics was turning out mid-teens and higher returns on capital for years with no debt. So it was a great deal for everyone. Uh, they invented the headset that Neil Armstrong wore on the moon. It's their big claim to fame. Okay, so fast forward. Guess what? Technology's coming into play. Bluetooth, wireless, uh-oh. All these golfing salespeople have to actually read something and figure out that there's change afoot in the headset world. So Plantronics comes out with some Bluetooth headsets for industrial use and there's a transition. Uh, they introduce them at a little higher price point and they cost a little bit initially to more to make and so there's some margin disruption as you have this transition to a new technology. Well the analysts that cover the space they don't understand change because nothing changed for 20 years and all of a sudden their golf games interrupted. They got to write reports more frequently. It's very upsetting. And the easiest thing for all of them to do so they could just get back to their golf is just say, management bagged us, we have no idea what they're doing, and neither do they, and it's a sell, okay? Well, what Plantronics was doing was transitioning to, of course, the next phase of technology, which anyone listening to the show is already taking advantage of. And in addition, since they already had the technology, they introduced a new consumer product for the first time. They wanted to come out with a branded product that you could wear to listen to your iPod as well as listen to your cell phone. I mean, how much sense does it make to have a headset for each device? Not a lot, okay? That'd be like me wearing glasses for each different medium. You know, I have a glasses for my newspaper, glasses for a book. So one headset, it, if you're listening to your iPod, it's playing. If you're getting a call, it's playing. If you're tuned into the radio, it's playing. If you're walking into your office, it's playing. If you're walking into your home. And they're getting onto this path so that they'll be one of the handful of headsets that you might buy five years from now and have a meaningful share. Well, that costs money to get in. So their earnings have been beat up. You had to give away headsets at the Verizon store to get trial. And none of the analysts that cover this space understood that. Right now, the core business that was cranking out earnings forever is earning about two bucks a share. The stock's 23. That means the stable business out there that's successfully transitioning, they've successfully, you know, battled their competition, which was this Jabra company, I forget the name of the parent, that tried to come into the industrial space. They battled them back and they've maintained their share. Margins are coming back. They're earning two bucks in that area. This company's worth 24 just on that business alone. Now you've got this MP3 headset business. You've got Plantronics uh, partnered with Microsoft on the Xbox 360. Uh, they're you know, certainly going to you know, win some share because of that. The market share battles at the Verizon store are easing. Pricing is coming in. New generation. Anyway, long story short. A lot short, of detail. I know. Too, I'm going on and on. I think Plantronics is worth about 35 bucks. It's a 24 
They have almost uh, no debt, great cash flows. Now, does that stack up with Value Line's long-term target? Oh, they're I don't know. 32 to 48 or something. Yeah, uh, let's see. Over here. The next couple. You know, the range on there. Oh, yeah, they're saying it's heading up into that range. Yeah. The uh, total return on capital has dipped to 11, but that's from that all re- that whole dip represents investment in, you know, this new uh, multi-channel headset world. They have the technology to win. They ch- clearly have superior technology to Log- Logitech, Motorola, uh, Dolby, uh, Koss, you know, the players in there. Who's the best headset maker? If you can't think of someone, that means these guys have a shot to gain share. That's the bet on Plantronics. PLT, 1039. Okay. I hope that didn't take too long. I'm sorry, everybody. Just um, fast forward through that 20, if that took no, too long. Okay, Dell. D-E-L-L. Page 1102. A lot of, lot of controversy on Dell. Why? It's one of those stocks that everyone used to think was a growth stock. Gets beat up a little bit. Now suddenly it's a value stock. Now even the value guys are starting to say, wait a minute, broken business model, HP winner, uh, Microsoft winner. You know, Val Hughes says, hold on, everybody. Don't count Dell out. Dell is a low-cost distributor of what is a commodity product. Let's face it, it's computers, it's technology, it's printers, it's a, it's a commodity. What happened to Dell the last few years, and you can see it in their chart, their relative performance is down for two years. What happened? It's very simple. They missed this last generation of the laptop cycle. Their laptops were slower, heavier, and shorter battery life than every other laptop. And guess what? At the high end where you make money, they lost a bunch of share. And so when you see their average operating margins coming down and all that, and everyone, all the pundits are like, "Uh uh-oh, what's happening? And, you know, it's really, they didn't have the high-end laptop business. If you go to Dell.com, you'll see they now do. They're competitive with the Sonys and the HPs and the Compacts and the Toshibas of the world. They have a lightweight, long battery life, well-priced product. You can customize yourself on the web. And the advantage that they have is that they don't have any you know, intermediate sales force or distribution. They're going direct. And ultimately, that saves money. They did have a hiccup. My opinion, no one gets it. No one gets that they just missed the laptop thing. Their platform, in terms of low-cost, uh, bypassing a whole-layer distribution, is over. And uh, they also spent a bunch of money trying to you know, get into the printer business. They had this transition from selling HP printers to selling Dell printers sourced by Lexmark. That cost a lot of money. HP's had so much free publicity you can't imagine. That doesn't hurt them at retail. Uh, but let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, CompUSA just shut half their stores. They're going to shut the other half probably two years from now because... Uh, this is a direct channel. It's internet. It's telephone. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a world that Dell is going to excel at, even with all the pr- so-called problems. Okay, you like them. Their return on capital is forty-three percent. They have eleven percent debt to capital, and on a cash flow basis, how long has their return on capital been forty-three percent? Well, it was seventy percent in nineteen ninety-seven. The lowest it's ever been is thirty-four uh, percent. It recovered to eighty percent. And now it's at 35%. With so, stable book equity? Uh, growing uh, every year, of course, yeah. Okay. Except in, no, 2001, they bought a, a bunch of stock back, it appears. 
So they have shrunk equity in stock buybacks on occasion. Of course, buying above book will do that for you. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it's a cheap stock for Dell, a cheap price for Dell. It's 15 times free cash flow, nine times gross cash flow. And uh, I think this thing, just put it away, you know. What they sell is gaining share in GDP, and they're the low-cost provider. High returns, that never hurts you. Okay. That better be that better be cheaper than HPQ. Well, HP relies on a distribution channel that's dying, so what have you. Anyway, uh, Intel, 1062. Commodity. Intel's a commodity? No. Oh, Dell's a commodity? No. Compared with HP, Dell is a commodity. I'm telling you, their, their distribution system is what... Their competitive edge is, yeah, the computer's a commodity. That's why you got to have low-cost distribution. Anyway, that's my opinion. Values. All right. Intel, page 1062. Uh, everyone knows who Intel is. Uh, <laughs> are we still talking about Dell? You can't, no, no, go ahead. Go you ahead. can't replicate what they have simply because they have the volumes. Nobody has the volume they have in this channel. So anyone that tries to get into it is going to need about 10 years to get to the cost per unit. That's a good argument. That Dell is at. That's a good argument. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Vern. All right. Moving over to Intel now. We've really taken too much time on the Dell, haven't we, <laughs> Vern? Yes. Intel is a leading manufacturer of microchips. Uh, Never heard of you've them. You've heard of them. <laughs> Vern hasn't. Okay. Um, here's the sto quick story on Intel. They have a you know fairly good monopoly on the <laughs> Intel inside world with the PC, of course. Uh, Windows is uh, you know not necessarily going to have this share forever, but fortunately Apple shifted to the Intel. Apple? Uh, did you mention Apple? No. Did you know Apple's in this week's issue? I did know that. Yeah. Twenty-nine times earnings, fifty percent premium to market. Boy, hard to argue that's expensive when the iPhone's just getting ready to come out. Well, they're changing the world. That gets a premium. My goodness. Um, anyway. <clears throat> hard to buy for a value. Yeah, can't, can't recommend it as Intel a value. Intel stock. is uh, right now, less. it's nine times gross cash flow. They're, you know, despite all the pundits talking about AMD gaining share, and AMD has gained some share. And why have they gained share? Because Intel let them gain share so that the Justice Department... Department wouldn't shut down Intel. But let me cite you a couple of statistics here. Just, if anyone's still in AMD, we've been we recommending like selling this and buying Intel. Now, the Intel... For over a year. The Intel long isn't working yet, but the AMD, sh you know, sell is working. And here's the problem with AMD. And I know everyone listening is kind of a computer, you know, aware person, okay? Literate. Advanced Micro, this is just on the value line, page 1048... R&D, if you look in the small print, 20% of sales. Well, $6 billion in sales, that's $1.2 in R&D. And it also, by the way, chews up all their gross profits, so that means they earn zero. Okay? All right. $1.2 Now, this is a fast-changing world. you got to be coming out with new stuff all the time, right? Intel, they spend a little less on sales, 13.3%, but they have $40 billion in sales, AMD, $7 billion. So Intel is spending $5 billion on R&D to 
AMD's 1.2. And with five times the R&D, I'm not sure if you get five times as many good ideas, but you certainly have enough hire, enough money to hire all the AMD guys that are smart <laughs> the, and then fire them. I know the, that. The same absolute level of spending would be almost 20% of sales at AMD. They, it'd, be more, it'd be almost all their sales. It'd be all their sales. AMD cannot keep up. And, uh, and so, you know, I think Intel threw them a bone, let them catch this one generation where they had the little bit cooler chip for the mobile market. But you know what? Intel's coming with the quad duo. And AMD doesn't have enough money to, 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 to do a quad. They might do a try if they're lucky. You know what I'm saying? They don't have the money. No, they'll do what they always do. Intel, they'll mortgage, mortgage the farm on trying to have the now, Intel's, know, six out in four years. 38% operating margins. 20% returns on capital, 6% debt. I mean, there's no issue here. Uh, and Value Line says they're going to grow 7% earnings growth. I think that's not right. You know why? Because Intel right now is basically teaching AMD through some price cutting. One of the reasons Intel's earnings have been under pressure is they've just shot a little bow over to AMD, which is called price cuts. And uh, they've no, cut prices fired to Fired a shot where, across the bow what did I say? of shot a bow at or okay. something like that. Okay, I've been drinking, let me just say. <laughs> but I know enough to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that Intel is winning this war, and uh, it's, course. it's about, they can win it's a war about of nine times cash flow. You exactly. know, it's like you so, know, China uh, against Vietnam. The, stock, you know the stock's been going down on a relative basis for three years. It hasn't done much absolutely at all. It's kind of flat over the last 12 months. You get a little bit of a yield here, which they can certainly continue to pay. They have a ton of cash flow. They have a long history of buying stock back. They had 6.7 billion shares in 00, and now they got 5.7. So they've got bought about you know 20 percent of the company in the last seven yeah, years. Yeah, but does that say 19 times earnings? Haven't you been able to buy this for like under 15 times earnings in the past uh, couple of years? I don't know. Let's see here where this thing tends to trade. Uh, according to Value Line here, the average relative PE is ordinarily two times uh, right now it's 1.02 times so you know there was a time probably back here when they had no earnings but in terms of an absolute price it's only been cheaper than it is right now one time and that was in 06 probably while we were recommending it and also back in 02 the high on the stock is in, in 2000 it got up to 76 right now 19 and their sales are you know, 50% higher than they were there. Clearly, there's been a slowdown. Um, part of that, I think, has been waiting for the new Vista machine. Part of it is waiting for some new, um, you know, lighter uh, or, or cooler okay. uh, chips, which are now out. So, anyway, Intel, buy it. Finally, my last idea this week is uh, something we have talked about in the past, Pitney Bowes. I'm not going to spend a lot of time because I don't know that much about it. Uh, PBI, it's That's on page 1132. You know, you can read about it yourself and save me a lot of time. But they still have some kind of quasi-monopoly in, you know, putting U.S. postage on letters in your office. Their operating margin remains in the high 20s. That's brand? Pretty, that's pretty good. The brand, obviously, is uh, everyone knows the name. It's 16 times earnings, a 20% discount to the average P.E. It's nine times gross cash flow. Uh, CapEx is up a little bit. They're working on a lot of document handling businesses. Value Line mentioned something here that can process 14,000 envelopes an hour. 
which that's a lot of Christmas cards, uh, what have you. That's a lot of envelopes. But so they're getting moving up the food chain in terms of uh, processing documents. Um, business here is, is going very well. Uh, they're moving into the digital world. Earnings are moving up. Uh, year over year comparisons look pretty good. Sales moving up. Now, one uh, rub here is debt's very high. There was a recap a few years ago, 85% debt to cap. Business is so stable, though, that I think that helps you here. There's not a lot of volatility in sales. And because of the restructure, let's say, in 05, you are growing equity very rapidly right now. And return on equity is 70%. It's going to be moving down as equity grows. But that's pretty reasonable. Return on capital is still in the mid-teens, so there's not been an erosion in their profitability. Uh, it looks like when I look at the share count, they just were aggressively buying uh, shares back really throughout this period. Uh, Debt-financed. Uh, Keep themselves independent? Right, Somebody right. took a run at them? Right. I don't know. I don't know. They just may feel it's the best use of capital when their stock trades oh, at a on, discount. Nobody levers their company at 85%. Uh, a lot, a lot of people do. A lot of, lot of companies do. Uh, no, they were probably selfishly here. fighting off somebody that offered it. Well, that's the, best, that's the best guess. Actually, they're, uh, let me no, see here. Look at the chart. Nobody did that. Yeah, I don't know. So. There's no wild trading here. I think what I'm seeing is just share count going down consistently every year, using debt to finance it, slowly growing the balance sheet. And there was a particularly big effort in 06 that, uh, that, that got their uh, uh, balance sheet in this precarious An situation. But returns have stayed fine. When you have return on equity. Yeah, when you have mid-20s returns on uh, sales, you know, that's something you can afford yeah, and it accelerates the return on equity. Anyway, Pitney Bowes, PBI, uh, but my favorite stock this yeah, week. Yeah, the stock has like no heartbeat for yeah. four years, yeah, so just, they're trying to do something. They're trying to do something. That's good. Uh, favorite idea this week, Plantronics, PLT, oh. Dell's a put away, and that's favorite all idea? I have this week. Favorite idea? Let's see, what's my favorite idea this week? I'm going to go with Rogers. Where you might be looking at valuation on trough, so um, ROG. Very good. For those of you who are still interested and still awake at this point. All right. Well, thanks for listening in, everybody. I'm just having a pretzel. Always a pleasure to be with you. This is. Uh, we'll talk to you next week the again. Value guys. With welcome the, back uh, and go visit the website. April thirteenth. We didn't mention the website. Two thousand. www.thevalueguys.com. Thank you. Thank you, Bert.